Hello and welcome to episode 5 of Brand Pitch. This time we're joined by one of the Y1 Hockey co-founders, Chris. We talk about the new range that's coming out very soon. We talk about the new products that they've launched in the past 12 months. And we also talk about what they look for in sponsorship applications. Hi, Chris. Thank you very much for joining me. No worries. Great to be here. So you are about to, at time of recording, release your new range, which is the California range. So this is a brand-wide update. Uh, it's going to cover across all of your sticks and you said some of the bags as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we've been working on this for, yeah, basically all of lockdown. Um, really kind of happy to you know land on the California theme. I was originally born there in San Diego, played hockey for the United States for five years um, for the senior team, which is a great experience. And yeah, just um, really inspired by their sort of um, the sort of underground skate and surf culture that's come out of place along the coast there. And um, yeah, I just wanted to kind of bring something different to the to the hockey world for this range. Oh, okay, that's, that's very interesting that you would call out the surf and skate underground kind of um, atmosphere. As I, I think there are times where that really gels with hockey, and there are times where I would say that they are polar opposites. So, how do you see those? Uh, coming across through the new range yeah so, so I think yeah you are right you know hockey skate and surf have no correlation but at the same time you know we are a sport that is underneath especially in England underneath the likes of you know football rugby cricket um, and we are a smaller sport and you know I want to do things that make the sport more interesting um, you know more appealing to new new players that haven't really played the sport before see it for the first time and just make it a little bit more exciting and just think a little bit more outside the box um than, than some of the past stuff we've done in the past um so yeah the way we've kind of brought that range across is we've got you know really kind of small details near the handle so um the pattern I mean, last year was all sort of like a Tokyo theme. Uh, and this year we've kind of worked with um, a designer called Nicole, who's amazing. Um, she, yeah, she's kind of designed these little Californian graphics, like, you know, a California bear with a skateboard or like a motel sign. And so it's, re it's really kind of tiny detail, but, um, you know, that's what I quite like about it. When you get up, up nice and close to the stick, um, you, you start to see those things. And are we going to see this theme carry across into the marketing for the new range? Is it going to have a, a kind of Dogtown home video kind of vibe yeah absolutely so um you know with lockdown it's been an absolute pain you know trying to do any sort of international travel uh and we've had to really kind of you know work with people in our community to bring this to life so um ross from leap hockey over in the states um yeah he's done a great job to you know work with local photographers videographers models hockey players um and, and so yeah we were lucky enough to do a shoot out in la uh you know venice beach santa monica so yeah i think for us you know just having on the stick alone doesn't really make a range that doesn't really that doesn't really make it it's, it's all about the yeah the connotations the crossover of the marketing so yeah we've had a, a lot of fun kind of putting that together and coming up with some new ideas and i i think marketing is something that y1 really kind of leads the industry in in terms of hockey uh, especially across social media so how much planning and uh, discussion goes on around all of your social media campaigns yeah so i think you know as a younger smaller brand you know we have the ability to be agile and move quite quickly so you know some things work we work on really quickly you know we turn things around fast which is one of our key strengths i think you know a team that is um yeah you're willing to adapt and, and just just 
if something something pops up and, it, and it's great, then we can jump on it and we don't have to have loads of meetings about it. We don't have to have lots of different decision makers who block things off. Um, we just get things done. But then, yeah, I think for bigger things like a, a new range and a theme, you know, that, yeah, that is kind of, you know, at least a year in the making, um, if not 18 months in the making. Um, and it, yeah, so, so, so that a lot of thought goes into that and um, yeah, lots of discussions around how that's going to come across, how we're going to present that, which mediums we're going to use. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, th this, this California collection, yeah, we've put in tons of work and I mean, lockdown in a way has like, enabled us to focus on it a little bit more. It's made the shooting more difficult, but it's enabled us to focus a little bit more uh, on this year. Um, Cause in previous years, you know, you're always out chasing your tail, just, you know, running around playing hockey as well. Um, so yeah, it, it, that downtime gives a little bit of opportunity to really step it up this year. So yeah, that's been, that's been cool. Okay, so let's move on to the new stick. So you're planning to stick with the X range, the 90, the 70, and the 50 for the outdoor sticks. Yeah. And you're also sticking with your five molds that you had at the the end of last season. So that's the YLB the LB, the GLB, the uh, ADC and the Midbow. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, with that, it's as a young brand, again, I feel like if you're changing things up every single year, you're going to cause confusion. You know, we need to sometimes simplify things. And, you know, last year we did a lot of change. Um, so last year we, you know, innovated the new GLB mold um, has the kind of squared off backhand edge, which has gone down extremely well. Um, the LB stick, you know, continues to be our most popular stick in the range. Um, YLB, great for flicking. Um, and Brendan and Anna Toen absolutely love the MB range. So it, it's one of those things where you're going into an Olympic year and if you start switching things up, you're going to annoy your athletes at the top and they don't have enough time to practice with the new new product. And and again, we just didn't want to keep adding stuff to the to the range. So yeah, we've really simplified. You know, last year we brought in the Swedish carbon fiber, which again, people absolutely loved it. So, you know, if something's not broken, you know, you don't need to go crazy and completely switch things up. So so this year we've just made small changes based on community feedback. So, you know, the end cap has changed to, you know, um enable vibrate you know dampening vibration and and that side of things so just little tweaks to the stick that do make a difference um and and again as i said it's all about community feedback if we were getting having discussions with phil brendan whoever hendrix saying i really need this in a stick 100 percent, you know we work closely with them to go and innovate new things based on demand from the players. Um, but we didn't have that. Um, but the end cap we did have, we did, you know, we did every Black Friday, we do uh, a limited edition number of prototype sticks. And from that prototyping phase, we found that people love this new end cap. So that was kind of the, the small tweak we have made. Yeah. So let's quickly talk about the, the Black Friday prototypes. So you've been doing that for the last few seasons. Uh, last season, it was the uh, the Japanese carbon versus the Swedish carbon. This year, it's the uh, CPP and the GLW, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. How did those two sticks feed back into what has become the new range? So, yeah, going back to the, the Swedish carbon versus the um, Japanese, you know, Project Sweden versus Project Japan. So that was probably the most successful prototyping phase we've done. So, again, a lot of other brands will, you know, keep their prototyping really close knit, really in-house with their top players and 
you know, that determines what the new product is. Whereas with us, we do like the season before, put it out to the community of 100 hockey players, first come, first come, first serve basis. You don't need to be sponsored. You can be anyone from anywhere. And I think that's how we can get the best improvements because, you know, sticks aren't only for international players. Sticks are for every, everyone. And I think that, that, that Sweden versus Japan thing, we just saw an astounding um, response from the feedback from those 100 people for that new Swedish um, top layer. Um, and yeah, so we, we ran with it. And again, that wasn't a decision based on just, you know, uh, Tom Carson, Phil Roper. Um, it was a decision based on 100 people. And again, that's when we came up with the GLB. So we created the GLB. Um, we we launched we launched it for, for Black Friday. Again, people love the backhand edge. And we brought it to market. So, you know, it, it's a really cool way to open up um, product testing to a, to a pool of people who really care about your brand and, and who really are invested in it and love it. Um, so, yeah, that, that's been a, it's, it's been a great tool for us. And that's how we brought the, the new end cap to the market as well. So on the GLB, obviously launched last season, uh, I've personally had some time with it. There's a review up on my YouTube, on Instagram, pretty much everywhere. I really enjoyed the, the backhand edge. How long was that in the works before it came to the Black Friday stuff? I mean, ages. I mean, if, if you think of like, let's just say, you know, you release a range in June, you know, Black Friday's in November. So that's already, what, how many, you know, eight, nine months. And then you've got to go through a whole prototyping stage before that, you know, making it to a 3D CAD, checking the CAD, creating the mold, doing the initial, you know, first line of prototypes, making sure that's all good, tweaking it going back again. So, you know, if you think until that stick's actually released, you know, that's a good two plus years to to bring that to life. Um, so yeah, it, it is a long time. It is a lot of work, but I really think it pays off because, you know, bringing something unique to your own brand and, and, and innovative that hockey players like. And again, that stick is not for everyone. You know, we're not trying to say it is. And that's why we have sticks that are similar, you know, bow positions, bow placement. Um, but you know, for the for, for a few of our top players like Frey and Mose, who plays um in Holland, you know, Sophie Bray uses it. Um, yeah, it's it's gone down an absolute treat. So I think that hard work um is is really worth it. Yeah, excellent. Like I say, I have my review up online so people can go and see my opinion of it as well. You have the uh midbow range. I noticed in previous years the midbow has been left out of the uh, the X series. So it, last season, I believe it was still the Midbow Braid. Yeah, correct. Um, and again, that that is just based on you know that stick is used by Brendan, um, Brendan Creed, Anna Toman at the top international level. And again, you know we did give them you know, demo products that were you know you give, you give them side by side. You know the the Swedish carbon version, and you give them the braided um, the braided carbon. Um, you know, braided jacket and and again just feedback from them was that you know don't you know don't change it. it's a great product it's um it, you keep it simple don't overcomplicate things and again, and again we're all about the players you know we want to keep these players happy we have a really close relationship with them and i think that's one of the massive benefits of our company is like you know brendan we went to primary school together secondary school like we've grown up um and we have yeah we have this close-knit bond with them and Again, I, I don't want to go and change something just for the sake of it to like say you're creating something new and cool and, and, and create some cool marketing around it. I want to make sure that, um, you know, those play, those people who are going to the Olympics, going and playing on that top stage uh, are happy with, with, with what we have in the line. Yeah. And around your sponsored players, obviously, you've kind of built your 
brand around your British ambassadors, as you said, Phil, Brendan, Anna Toman. You've started branching out to look for other ambassadors, for example, uh, Alexander Hendricks. Are they going to have a similar focus in a, a post-COVID world where you can get out and have people travelling uh, in the marketing as we have seen in the past with your British ambassadors? Yeah, 100%. I mean, you know, when we sign a player, it is very much a, a mutual you know, thing when we're not, we're not going to, you know, there's a lot of players out there who potentially just after a paycheck and, and go out to speak to five or six brands to make them battle it out, whoever will give them the most money. And, and, you know, that isn't why one, and we don't sign players that are like that. You know, you want someone who really invests in, in the brand we're building, the ethos and that cares about it. And by doing that, you get so much more out of the player, you know, it's not a contractual obligation you know in a contract post two things on instagram a month you know that just it doesn't happen it for us it's very um natural very organic so you know signing someone like hendrix it was it was really um yeah j- just a complete um yeah mutual thing both both parties really wanted to work with each other saw the value of, of you know alex being you know top goal scorer at the world cup the euros uh unbelievable flicker um and yeah he just really loved what we we're doing in the uk and bought into it um and so, yeah, during COVID, it's been, and yeah, as I said before, it's, it's been really challenging. You know, you, you, you get these players on board um, and then you just can't get out there because because of what we've been going through. But obviously that is a, a minor um, issue compared to what other people have been going through this year. So I'm, I'm not complaining about it. Um, but yeah, we 100% want to involve them as much in our marketing as possible. You know, tell us their story, big, big up their profile more. You know, again, that marketing thing isn't just, you know, you sign a player to sell you sticks. You know, we sign a player, we want to tell their story. We want to big them up and put them on a bigger platform and create cool marketing for them um, so they, they can benefit in other ways. Um, so yeah, we, we've just hired a um, content creator who's full time with the brand, and that's really going to enable us to just do do more and not do it so infrequently. It's now going to become a you know real um, you know daily occurrence that we're doing something cool. I think. And I assume part of their job will involve uh, working with these sponsored athletes to create content. Is the travel budget going to be able to cope with that? when they all go overseas after the olympics yeah i, th- I think you know it's it, it's not difficult after covid for us to get out to belgium germany holland you know uh, and it's a pretty fun trip and something that we we haven't been able to do so i think i'm absolutely raring to go on that front you know getting out there um and making it happen and, and again yeah it's all about just being sensible you know doing it you know, in one go, traveling around to these different places, bringing players to you. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's all going to be all going to be possible, and I can't wait to to get back out there on the road. No, that sounds really cool. Uh, so we'll move back across to the product. So the other thing that we discussed at the start was the new range of bags. Uh, so are the bags going to be of a similar form to the uh, Tour Deluxe bag that you have now? Um, so we, yeah, the Tour Deluxe bag is is coming to an end. You know, we do have stock left, and we are going to still be selling that this season. But um, yeah, it, it's just it's a pretty it, it's a pretty big bag, and it's only right for certain players. You know, not everyone wants a bag that big, but um, some people that are traveling around a lot, they, they they really do. So we're kind of focusing more on you know the Ranger backpacks, the match day bags, um, you know, like the barrel bag shape. 
um, because yeah, they've been extremely popular for us, and we you know we sell much more volume of that than we do the deluxe bag, um, just because it's a much more versatile bag. You know, you go to work, you go to school, put your stuff in there, your hockey kit fits in as well, stick that you know stick holder down the side, um, and yeah, we're just seeing in the UK market like people are moving more towards that. You know, like a match day bag with a stick holder down the side. Um, so yeah, we've now got. Um, yeah, coming that that's that's not for the this launch in June. That is coming sort of just before the Olympics. Um, so yeah, we we just moved that into more colorways. So you know we've got a light blue, we've got a pink, we've got orange, we've got black. Um, so yeah, they yeah really really excited for how how they how they've come out. Okay, I look forward to seeing them. And continuing with uh, your product, we talked a little bit before about your shoe offering. So. As you, as we have discussed, uh, you have partnered with Nike to help promote their hockey shoe as they take their first steps into the hockey market. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so I, I think for us, um, it, it was a really clear decision that you know we have always thought about shoes, and we we just feel that you know partnering, you know, working, selling a, a brand that is you know you know market leader for footwear is a really a really good move and again it gives us the opportunity for those top players we do bring on board to get them wearing uh, a shoe that, that, that we sell or that we can provide them um so you know, phil roper he's wearing uh yeah the night shoes you know blue pair the red pair um and, and again it's just an amazing brand to be able to work with um so yeah i, I just think developing our own shoe in-house you know it's extremely costly you know you, there's a lot of sizes there's a lot of stock holding and you know other brands have failed at it or it has put a, a real um you know a real a real struggle on cash flow so I, I personally think yeah it's better for us to work with a market leader like that than to be developing our own shoe and exactly how did you make the initial connection with nike um it's an interesting question you probably asked ask tom carson about that a little bit more because he's been the the man behind that my, my co-founder um so yeah it, it, it's just it's just working with the um you know the individual that, that's selling it into the hockey market and you know showing them that we are an innovative brand we are one that's pushing the hockey market to do better and you know improve on the marketing and i think they really like the fact that you know we are we're not just selling a product and we're not just sticking it on a website. We are doing more than that. You know, we're getting athletes wearing it at the top, top of the level. They'll be wearing the Olympics um, and also just being able to market that in a, in a really cool way to the in the UK. Um, so, yeah, I think, yeah, that that's kind of why they were, you know, why they were keen to work with a brand um, like us. Cool. And again, to continue with some of your products over the past uh, six months or so, you've come out with a few uh hockey interventions that have been more targeted towards the the at home play so the first that you launched was the uh the skiller map which if i remember correctly sold out in four colors at the initial launch um yes yeah, so we, so we started off just just with a green and um, then we moved to a blue and then yeah for i think it was christmas i think we yeah had green blue and red that all sold out really really quickly and what was the the decision making behind launching the the skill map yeah i mean i mean i think there's there's no hiding that um you know covid and lockdown was really hard for everyone you know it was a tough time weren't able to get on the hockey pitch it was um you know it was difficult with parents with, with with kids you know stuck at home trying to do trying to do the homework parents trying to work you know it's just it's just really challenging for everyone and you know as a brand that can, as i said earlier that can move quickly and can adapt and you know can can 
can can just try you know we're always just trying to make things happen and trying to make things happen quickly um so we wanted to allow players to carry on playing at home practicing their skills um not always doing it on the carpet or you know if they're in the garden it's a bit a bit annoying doing it on the grass so trying to yeah gamify a product that had markings that they could dribble around you know we put drills out on instagram that you know tom was doing james carson did a few for us um and um um Jim, jimmy colnane as well he was really good in terms of like getting people getting people active at home um, and yeah the main the main thing for that was to bring a product that people could play hockey at home and also bring it at an affordable price point so you know we did tons of you know I, I was literally like running around for weeks trying to see how i can make this product happen make it work you know finding a workshop we could do it in it was really manual you know this wasn't like a just asking a factory to produce you 500 of these things it was like all doing it by hand ourselves in a workshop um, so it's a lot of work and again it was, it was expensive for us to do it was time consuming it was costly it took ages for these things to to dry um, so you know we just wanted to bring it at a price point that was really affordable and the, the lowest price point we possibly could you know for us to like you know make, make a bit of money on it um and yeah that, that was the main thing it was just covid and again as a company you know we you know we weren't selling hockey sticks you know no one was really you know, no one was really selling hockey sticks when we went, when, when you went into a lockdown so there was no need for it so as a company you know i want to be able to pay my staff you know growing team you know we want to make sure that um all these things are possible so it was really out of yeah necessity for us to bring in revenue and also to bring in uh, a product for, for people to be able to keep playing hockey yeah it's really interesting i didn't know it was a, a manual process that you were doing yourself yeah it was um yeah it was, it was a lot of a uh, lot of hours in a workshop and you know we were pulling in friends family my mum and dad were packaging some up at one point tom's brother and his dad were were making these in a workshop you know so massive thanks to everyone that that, that pulled together and made it possible for us because without them we wouldn't have been able to do it interesting interesting um and we'll move on to the, the other innovative product that you brought out which is the hockey smash now, if I'm again, if I'm remembering correctly, this launched uh, as a Kickstarter originally uh, to help you fund getting the the products made and to market. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. And what was the the thinking behind the the hockey smash? Well, for us again, this was like pre, this was before COVID. So we were just thinking like people during the summer can't really always get a hockey pitch, and you know you're traveling, you know you go you go into the park with your mates, you're in the garden, and yeah, the leagues are finished. Let's make a product that would be really fun to play in the garden or down in the park with your mates. Um, and and yeah, it 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 just came from that really. We just thought it would be a really fun product. Obviously, you know, we took inspiration from another game, and you know, I've had people commenting about it. You know, spike ball is obviously a game that you play with your hand where you smash the ball into the net. And you know, people are obviously saying, you know, you've ripped off this product. However, you know, if you put them side by side, you know, hockey smashes, you know, about double um double the size of one of one of these nets and we all, we basically started this process by trying to play hockey on a spike ball net and even you know with players like tom carson that have played great britain and england and you know four hockey players standing around they're trying to hit the ball into the net it just wasn't that fun and it wasn't like because you couldn't always hit it it was really difficult the net was way too small to make that happen so we kind of went right this could be a really fun game made it twice the size uh, got samples in absolutely loved it it was just like a lot of fun being able to play hockey and like 
practice your hand-eye coordination volleying whilst not on a hockey pitch which you know before covid we were like no one ever played hockey when they weren't on the hockey pitch um and you know we were we did the kickstarter not so much just to like get the money in that was more to see what the demand was and if we could create demand and show people how fun this was so that was a really good way to get those early adopters to go you know if the demand's there we make it if the demand isn't there and this doesn't fund then it's not a good product and people don't want it but obviously yeah exceeded its funding target went into production and then yeah about six months later we went into lockdown and then it was like absolutely perfect for you know whilst people couldn't get on a pitch and literally yeah i think 300 sold in the first week of the very first lockdown and then i couldn't get any more because you know producing overseas and getting it shipped in just wasn't possible during covid so uh yeah, it was quite a, quite an interesting, um, yeah, a bit, a bit of luck involved, the fact that um, we had a great off-pitch product when COVID hit. And is this something that we're going to see popping up at any Y1 booths at any major tournaments? Yeah, so we've just got um, yeah, a new batch in that's just arrived. Um, and yeah, obviously summer's coming up. It's perfect summer product. Um, so yeah, definitely what you'll see it about we'll be putting it putting some videos out on social media some of the camps that we partner with like jk hockey they have they have the these and they'll be using them at their camps for a bit of fun at the start start of the day um so yeah you'll, you'll definitely be seeing more of it okay looking forward to that as well okay so moving on to some brand related questions so what would you say to a player in store looking to choose between a y1 hockey stick and another leading hockey stick yeah, it's a, it's a difficult question, but for me, it does come back to feeling part of a community. I do feel that Y1, we do have a really nice like community feel and people, you know, yeah, feel part of this. You know, we call it the Y1 Nation. Um, and, you know, I just see so much of people, you know, posting our product on social, you know, unprompted, you know, every time they're out on the pitch. Um, you know, you see someone else with a Y1 hockey stick. I think that people that get this sort of ethos about reinventing the game and trying to improve the sport and make it... Um, yeah, make it a bit cooler. You know, it's not the coolest sport in the world when you're growing up at school. Like this is just when I started the brand, you know, I always think back to when I was playing hockey at school. Um, yeah, I'd be walking down the corridor with a hockey stick and, you know, it was, it was you weren't walking down that stick with like, you know, swag, swaggering. You're a bit like nervous and embarrassed and you get rugby boys and hockey and football boys, you know, giving you giving you a bit of stick. Um, and, you know, we want to make us we want to make this sport a bit cooler. And, you know, we want to take inspiration from other you know more professional sports um and, and make that young hockey player feel like they are part of something and feel like yeah it is cool to play hockey and they do have a bit more pride walking down that corridor so um you know f- for me obviously yeah technical wise you know we've got some great we've got some great sticks that people are absolutely loving and the feedback's been amazing and you've obviously tested them yourself um so product wise i th- i just think that lbx is just an absolutely amazing stick and obviously i'm so biased but yeah people seem to be loving it uh, and then just on a brand point of view, I think it is just about, about feeling part of something and not just kind of, you know, yeah, not just buying a stick. You buy, I feel like you're buying, buying in something a little bit more. And on that, the the name Y1, where did that come from? Um, good question. So basically, me and Tom went to Exeter Uni together, started up a onesie brand, and we were batting around names. You know, this was back in like 2012 when onesies were super popular. Um, we, we started a onesie brand and we were batting around names. We were like, onesie this, onesie that. And we're like, yeah, but if the onesie fad dies and, it, it, you know, it's not going to be, it's not, you know, that, that brand is over then. You know, if you call it onesie something. Um, 
and then we like the word, you know, then the word young ones came up. And at this time we were like young founders. Um, and yeah, it just the, the name, you know, we literally just kind of wrote out all our hundreds of ideas of crappy names. And then we stopped with young ones. And then obviously went from a onesie brand to a clothing brand. And then 2015 became a hockey brand. And we kind of felt that young ones was great for our clothing. Um, but then we felt with hockey being, a, we wanted to be a more performance-based brand. We felt that Y1 you know, our logo is Y1, but the name was Young Ones. So we now call the hockey side of it Y1 Hockey. Team wear is Y1 Sport, and our clothing is Young Ones. Um, so yeah, just kind of all stemmed from from that journey. Do you think your Dragon's Den appearance would have gone differently if you were pitching Y1 Hockey or Y1 Sport? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think with Y1 Hockey, you know, let's be honest, we probably wouldn't have got on the show. I, d- I, d- I don't think um, it would have been as interesting for the production company to go, let's get this hockey brand on. You know, that's going to appeal to, you know, 5% of the UK. I, I don't know. Um, so I think the fact that onesies were, you know, sh- you know, we got in at the right time, really good product, great price point. Um, and yeah, I think that just was a lot of fun getting the Dragons, trying them on. Um, and obviously that appearance getting offered investment on there that properly like was the start of you know your start of the journey and that's where me and tom kind of got a bit of a name a name in the hockey market and, and people really took notice so it's a, it's a huge part of our journey obviously we weren't even selling hockey sticks then but still think it's definitely helped get us to where we are today interesting uh okay so as a brand i'm sure with your social media reach you get a lot of sponsorship applications. What would you like to see coming in on more sponsorship applications? Yeah, another really good question. Um, I, I mean, I, I think, you know, don't, you know, a lot of these, a lot of players are spread betting and you can see it, you know, you can see it from a mile off. People that are just filling out loads of applications. They don't really care about your brand. They just want discounted product. And again, we we pick those players out and cull them because we know they're not right for for our company again it's people that really understand what we're doing they're maybe even already you know hopefully already a customer you know before they come sponsored i wouldn't just say only join y1 when you get sponsored like that's just ridiculous you know you want to you want someone that loves your product and and loves your brand so i'd say you know if you're already using the product then then that's a real tick and and then once you get that next level then and and you qualify a sponsorship then then brilliant i'd say um try and learn how to spell sponsorship i think that's uh that's uh i'd say probably one in three spell it wrong i say that's just a it's just like a real lack of detail just just get it just spell it right um um so yeah that's one point for me um yeah yeah and, and and just understand this isn't it this isn't just you know you getting a, a you know a, a product for free or, or a discount you know it, it's your it's a mutually beneficial thing this happens you know at all levels you know it's not just the, the younger people that are filling out these sponsorship applications and, and it's really obvious they don't care it's it's right through to top internationals it's really obvious at all levels you can see straight through it so fine you know we want to find players that really care about our brand and and will really care about you back you know we want to work with these players from you know futures cup then getting progressed to nags then getting into senior international we want to grow with these players and we want to offer you that additional support and make you feel like a professional athlete from you know we, we want to help you know help, help you grow from that age of you know 15 16 it, it, we aren't just supporting those top top players um so yeah uh yeah it's an interesting question i just say yeah do your research and, and make sure that you, you make sure that you're offering brand something it's not you're just asking for something has to be a two-way two-way thing interesting and finally if you were given a golden ticket 
So you could lift any athlete from another brand and bring them to Y1. Who would you pick? Um, that's a really, it's a really good question and something I, I, I hadn't actually really thought of. Um, man, um, I mean, I mean, Frederica Matler is pretty cool. I mean, she just is an absolute gun. I mean, the amount of uh, goals she scores, that backhand of hers, it's just incredible. Like watching her play. So I mean, more from just an admiration of just seeing someone like just an unbelievable player tearing it up uh I, th- I think she's um really really impressive and yeah uh, I, I, yeah i wouldn't be ashamed if she was part of why part of why one but yeah excellent is there as a final question we always like to ask is there anything that is part of why one hockey that you think doesn't get enough limelight yeah i think um our team wear side of the business massively um I mean, this is down more to us, you know, it's massively ticking along in the background, but, you know, it actually makes up about 25% of our business. Actually, no, I'm, I'm lying. It actually makes about 35% of our business um, and, you know, really popular in universities. And it's something we just don't, haven't really marketed that well because we've been so focused on like, let's show people the sticks. Let's, let's really try and, you know, market the, the hockey sticks as well as we possibly can. And yeah, in the background, we've been working on team wear for, for many years now. We work with some top clubs like Wayfarers, who are the biggest club in the UK. Um, and and yes, yeah, so we, we've just gone and developed a full range of recycled team wear. So like not just a playing shirt from recycled material, but like every single product is from recycled material. And also quite a few of those products are now coming from UK based factories. Um, so I think that's something now we've got this content creator, we can really start to shout about a little bit more. But yeah, we, we put in tons of work in the background. The team has done an amazing job. Um, like George and Alex like, absolutely smashed it. Um, and yeah, that's something we just haven't really marketed and, and spoken about but a lot of work has gone into it and i think it is going to really improve the sustainability of our brand all right thank you very much uh, thank you for your time and for this exclusive look into the the new range that's coming out soon no worries thanks so much really really appreciate um really appreciate this and yeah the stuff you're doing for the hockey world is is amazing and you're always there and you're always working hard behind the scenes so um yeah just just many thanks for everything you're doing for the sport as well really appreciate it